to be joking. You've got to be joking. Now, when the treasurer wishes oh, to go no. there or not, I would forbid him going. Forbid him going to the Senate. To, uh, to uh, account for this unrepresentative swell over there. Good afternoon, Nick, and good afternoon, listeners of the podcast. And season's greetings to everyone. Yeah, season's greetings. It is that time of year for whatever traditional holiday you celebrate or none. Of course. Happy holidays. But for those of us Western losers, Merry Merry Christmas. How how are you though, man? I want to know how you are. I'm all right, man. Uh, Christmas carols are jarring me. Yeah, I know. I I was going to mention that. You told me earlier how about you despise christmas carols but it's getting worse right yeah i mean like it's just just you know everyone that's ever worked a retail job knows the suffering of it all yeah I, you know what should be banned if yeah, i ever no. become pm i'm gonna introduce legislation to ban workplaces playing christmas carols they just get worse though like i didn't realize because i've been working retail now and that fucking mariah carey song it's horrific man it not only is that song awful there's like 20 versions. There's 20 covers. With just 20 different singers no one's ever heard of. And they're all identically bad. They're all terrible. It's My least favorite one's the really slow one that really like tries to discover new vocal ranges through every single word. All of them bad. They're all horrific. Um, yeah, should, should be illegal. Surely it's caused a lot of mental torment for a lot of people in this country. Yeah, maybe that's the legacy of the podcast, Rob. Forget all this stuff about your know, actual talk about politics and political issues of the time. If we just get this one, ban all Christmas music and retail. I feel like it might be a hard one to get through Parliament because, you know, the opposition could always go the, he's literally trying to ban <laughs> Christmas. That would be a good line to run yeah. uh, against your opposition. They're Labor's trying to, trying to ban Christmas. Labor's trying to take away your Christmas and your you. <laughs> <laughs> and your $100 lamb roast. God, I can, already, I can already see it in the papers, Rob. All right. Maybe, this, maybe we don't follow up this one. Yeah. All right. We'll put that in the queue for now. Man, Rob, you know I had an MRI today for the first time ever. Yeah. That, that shit is so cool. I don't know if you've done it before. No, I haven't. It's fucking sick. It looks like it's from the future. It's like this huge Zorb sphere machine. Yeah. And it makes these like huge whirring noises. It's fucked, man. It's so how's so your brain cool. looking real talk? My brain, it was, it's too big for my head. That's the, <laughs> that's the issue. Of course. <laughs> that, uh, A bit of internal bleeding, do you? Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Everything's been sorted, but just fucking hell, they're cool, man. I And they cost so much money as well. And you know the thing as well. I look at the top and it's just Philips is written on it. And it's the same oak that makes your light bulb. Also, <laughs> this multi-million dollar same MRI geezer. machine. Also, I didn't pay anything as well. Like, So, it's covered by uh, Medicare. Yeah. I wonder how much an MRI would cost in the US. I think they're like a lot of money. They're like thousands of thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they're expensive machines and there's a lot of shit and... Also, a radiologist, right? That needs to employ to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty cool though. Sure. As someone that's never done it, I, I guess I'll agree Try with you. Try it out, Rob. Honestly, just if you can to go for in for a casual MRI. I mean, yeah, yeah. don't know about that one. Nick, what are we talking about this week? So this episode, we're gonna uh, do a little bit of looking look into the news as we do. A little look into pork barreling uh, and a bit of a reflection on how prevalent it's become this year in the media spotlight and apparently how it's become okay and if that's right before we take a final look rob as we wrap out the year on our 
see naughty slash nice list of world leaders as we did last year. Of course. And we'll see how they're compared if they've made a better case this year. Do we remember who we did last year? I don't. And you know no, what? I'm not going to go back. I reckon listen. Donald Trump was probably on there and we probably said he was naughty. Yeah, I think so. I think if I remember correctly, most people were naughty. Uh, yeah. And that makes sense. Because, Apart from Angela Merkel. I mean, just look at the world, Rob. Look at what we've been fucking given, delivered. Yeah, not a lot. I know, Rob. Anyway, Rob, should we get to the news of the day? Because it is. Yeah, a, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what you got to tell me, Nick. It is a politics podcast. After all. Let's start globally, Rob. In the US, bad news for uh, Biden. Uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, uh, Joe Mama. Not to be confused with Joe Exotic. <laughs> By the way, they made a second season of that Tiger King show. I don't know if you watched the first season, Rob. I watched the first season and I saw they made the second season. I thought, you know what? I'm better than this. <laughs> yeah. I won't watch the second oh, one. Rob, that's so funny. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, you know what? There's no reason for me to watch this. It's just going to be more people be like, oh, people in the US are that dumb. I don't need that in my life. Oh, this is why Trump was the president for four years. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that, right? So I'm not going to watch it. Anyway, Joe, yeah, okay. Joe Manchin, not Joe Exotic. Uh, the senator uh, from West Virginia. West Virginia. There you go, Rob. Excellent memory. No worries, Matt. Um, who was really, they were counting on to be able to pass Biden's really, really important Build Back Better $1.75 trillion, Rob, bill, which is really a key part of his kind of platform. Uh, Joe Manchin has come out and said he won't support it. Yeah. And, and boy, is Biden and the, the progressives and the Democrats at large pissed. And As really highlights that infighting. Yeah, yeah, highlights the um the difference between American politics and our politics of the two party system having a lot of freedom within that party. Be very interesting to see. I want to also talk uh, state that uh, West Virginia, Joe Joe Manchin's home state, is the least vaccinated state in all of the U.S. Wow, there you go. I mean, and you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast a few episodes ago, but Joe Manchin. One of those guys that absolutely you would think is a Republican if you saw him speak for one second is actually a Democrat somehow. Yeah, strange. Um, Probably one of those new wave Democrats from the 90s, like yeah. a Bill, Bill Clinton type of Democrat. And his like, family is all rich from like coal money or something in West Virginia and the state oh, nice. is super, super poor. Epic. Um, yeah, anyway. That, I mean, it's a really bad blow for Biden though, right? Um, really, really bad if you can't get this bill across the line. Um, and I'm guessing a lot of the Republicans wouldn't support it, right? Oh, no. No yeah. way. Yeah, they he, They need... Uh, I don't, don't even know exactly the numbers, but they need vote, Joe Manson's vote, basically. Um, well, I'd imagine it'd just be the... Like every other vote in the Senate, it'll be every single uh, Democrat and then the Kamala Harris vote. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah need. And it's tied in the Senate, as we know. It's a one. Or it's even, and then, yeah, it's Kamala Harris's vote. Mm-hmm. So, so you need Jim Manchin to do yeah, the job. I know. And they might not, it looks like they're not getting him. So yeah. a really, really crushing blow to Biden. So I we'll have to see how he can uh, collect up the remains of that disaster. I reckon it might be a bit of a Obamacare type of job. Yeah. Water it right down. <laughs> yeah. And then speak about it for the next 10 years after <laughs> you leave your, your best legacy and how you helped all these people. Anyway, Rob, closer to home in Australia, uh, this Omicron stuff getting a bit out of control. Yeah, a bit of Omicron stuff. Yeah, a little bit. 2,500 new cases in New South Wales today, 1,300 in Victoria. High numbers. High numbers we've been seeing over the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, no deaths, though, I saw. Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it might have been today as well. No deaths. Um, that's, well, that's the question on everyone's mind. I mean, we've talked to death about this, but 
Will the new transmissibility of Omicron translate to more hospitalizations and deaths? Because if it just gets people infected, but hospitalization remains the same, that's fine, right? Yeah, broadly speaking, that's fine. But there's like a the delay, right? We won't know for a few weeks. So. I think it also points to how well vaccinations work as well. Yeah, for sure. Especially against Omicron, which as we've said before, we don't really know yet. We don't know yet. But yeah, it all vaccinations work against it. Yes. That My mum yesterday fucking told me that AZ didn't work about against Omicron and I said, No. Do not believe that. No, mum. No mother. <laughs> Can't believe this stuff. I know. Be very careful out there on the internet, guys. Don't, don't use Facebook as your news source. I think because of this podcast as well, every time I hear people joking about like, oh, my vaccine's better than yours, I just feel the thing, the urge to be like, they're all safe. <laughs> we, we need all the vaccines. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, and also Scott Morrison. It's like a Twitch. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Scott Morrison has called a uh, special um, unplanned meeting of national cabinet to discuss the escalating situation, Rob. And, you know, five days out from Chrissy, this is not the kind of meeting you want to be attending right now. No. Well, you know, how at least the cricket's on, as ScoMo would say. ScoMo how good doesn't is the give cricket? a shit about cricket, Rob. Well, he uses it for his uh, political, as a political tool. Yeah, to that extent. But I, as we've said before on this podcast, I don't really know how effectively he uses any political tools. Yeah. Um, that was the funniest thing is when, like, the bushfires were happening, he's like, Hopefully, the cricketers will show as much fight as our firefighters out there. And I was like, oh, mate. Yeah, really <laughs> not, good. Not the you best the comparison. Tone there. You know, when people are dying. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, man. Awesome. Let's just talk about the cricket. Um, and the Omicron is also, it's def- definitely going to become the dominant strain in New South Wales and Victoria. It's spreading to the other states as well. All the other states are seeing an escalation in cases as they've all opened up as well internationally. Yeah. I believe Tasmania has now as well. Uh, South Australia, bit bit going on in there as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're seeing things as well like increasing weight for test times as more people are rushing to get tested in order to travel between states because obviously you need to do that to travel. Um, so that's a really big problem. That's a growing burden on that. And we might see delays. It's all looking a bit nightmarish, Rob. But the good news is if you're in WA, you don't have to worry about it because you can't go <laughs> the, anywhere. The wall is up. The wall is well and truly <laughs> up. And it's at its highest peak than it ever has been before, Rob, because we're officially locked down to every yeah. single state and territory. The People's Republic of uh, WA. Fortress WA. Fortress. S-S-W-A. Yeah. Before WA was a country. Um. Yeah, cool. Uh... Reopening on the 5th, though? Yes. Maybe? The crucial news we recorded slightly too early. Uh, to yeah. the, so that we missed last week. But we uh, allegedly will be opening on the 5th. Uh, of regardless. February. Yeah, 5th that of is. February. Don't don't pack your suitcases no, just yet. No, no. Hang on, sunshine. Uh, on the 5th of February, uh, uh, that's not going to change. Because apparently we need certainty for the business community. Yeah. So even if we somehow lose vac- vaccinated people, what it's do you not think? What do you think... Um, could it possibly change if Omicron or Om- I don't Om- know. Omicron? Oh God, no! <laughs> what is this a news? Omicron. I don't know how to pronounce it. Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. No, Omicron is definitely an ever transformer. Omicron is the strain. Oh, I swear, there's Omicron. Okay, whatever. But there's like a wrong way of pronouncing. It. I don't know how to. Anyways, what if it turns out to be really bad? Will McGowan flip flop? Yeah, I mean, this is like this. He's he hasn't said. I think he's said this is subject to change if it's really, really, really bad. 
And of course, we've got to wait a few um, weeks to see how... And Nick, as, as the advisor of Mark McGowan that you are... Oh, yes. What is really bad? I think if you start to see really high rates of hospitalization, maybe confirmation about some of these earlier rumors that say it's uh, worse for kids, Omicron. Because um, yep. remember, all the other strains were very uh, good for kids or the kids just went a lot better in terms of hospitalization. So I think if... Fortunately, here for WA, we get to see the Eastern States as a bit of a testing ground. Yeah, because I've heard... I can't remember where I've heard this, so I'm just going to make a baseless claim. Yeah, nice. I've heard that it there could be as high as 10,000 cases in the US, in New South Wales. Um, a in, day? In the new year. Yeah, oh, a day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they New South Wales Health quoted that number a few maybe a week ago now. They expect something like 25,000 new cases you know, in the coming months a day to be... A, new, a normal thing yeah that's crazy and that's uh, obviously a big burden if w- a big burden anyway for like testing one and we've already seen that's kind of a bit under strain so we need more resources for that obviously contact tracing and then if people are being hospitalized the health system yeah so Absolutely. it's oh rob you know i know we've gone from like omicron is like the new COVID, you know the new doomsday at the very start to oh it's actually not that bad to now okay it might be Slightly bad. Yeah. We'll see how it is. We've got time still, luckily for us. Yeah. I mean, it seems like Scott Morrison and the leadership in general, except Mark, doesn't want to lock down ever again, basically. But you're seeing like the Netherlands announced a lockdown. Uh, You're seeing countries in Europe. I think the UK might have. Yeah. The UK, things are dire. I think they're doing some kind of restrictions. I, I, apart from the US, obviously, because that's just a, a shit show of um, misinformation and Donald Trump and just states, land. states, right? Like whatever. The UK do. has got to be one of the worst managed countries in terms of this whole outbreak. Yeah, I don't have it on here. Anything on the UK, but I mean, uh, Boris continues to do really, really bad. He's yeah. had resignations, all that kind of thing. I mean, more reports of like him breaking COVID rules. Um, Ridiculous, huh? Yeah, he's he's not doing well at all. And Keir Starmer looking really good. Um, He's helping Labor poll some of the best numbers they've polled in, in a decade or more. Yep. He's the Labor opposition leader in the UK. So, But, you know, remember, they're two years away from an election as well because it's every four years for them. Exactly, Nick. So they've got a long way to go, but we'll see. He, he, Boris Johnson could even resign. Like, who knows? Who knows? Anyways, Never trust a Tory. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Rob. Anyways, Rob, just to, just to round this one out, um, important news. We've seen the mid-year economic and fiscal outlook be released by Treasury. On Thursday, last Thursday, looking at things like growth returning to economic growth, that is returning to like three-ish percent over the next two years, unemployment uh, remaining low, you kind of boring stuff. The big takeaway is that the the Frydenberg Treasury Morrison government isn't going to go ahead with any austerity. They're going to keep the support going, so yep. we're not heading the way, say, the UK did after the GFC. Um, we had really bad spending cuts that destroyed the country basically. And that's you know, a, clearly the coalition making a value judgment there. They don't want to destroy the country, thankfully. Even that's though nice of you guys. Their values in history suggest that's what they want to do. So, Yeah. Um, so on the topic of economic growth and unemployment, I want to talk about the whole unemployment thing for a second, Nick, if, if you'd let me. Oh, please. Um, is this just straight up unemployment? Because we see, I think the biggest issue in Australia now is not unemployment, underemployment, and lack of wage growth. Um, 
So have you got any news on that for me, mate? I, I, you can see I don't because you're looking at the show notes. But, I mean, this is the thing though, and we've talked about this before, right, Rob, is that they love to hit you with these numbers, economic growth. What does that, you know, what does that mean, right? Like you got to look at what the most important numbers are. Things like wage growth, which we've talked about before at length, has been stagnant. Because, yeah, wage growth hasn't, for the last 12 years, pretty much since the Liberal Party's gotten to power, um, in '96, let's say. Yeah, and and the GFC it's as just, well. I think it's just been non-existent. It, the wages haven't risen in real terms for thirty years almost. Yeah, well, this, it, it's clear to anyone who's looking hard that the structural parts of the economy that you know we were introduced under the guise of neoliberalism yeah. have contributed to stagnant wages for sure. Because honestly, I don't give a shit about three percent economic growth I know. if my wages aren't going up. I know, and if the vast majority of the population's wages aren't going up. I know for sure, and it's the people who are. Uh, it's just the richest coats get more yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's fucking stupid. And as you quite rightly pointed out, unemployment is such a vague term, just as that one percentage, because underemployment is really important. People yeah. who want more hours but can't get more hours. Um, and also just the security of people's actual jobs, casual or otherwise as well. Yeah. Very funny meme posted by the Australian unions the other day about this. And it was like a guy to track out and he's saying, oh, the economy's doing great. We've got such low unemployment. And then the lady's like, yeah, I'm working three jobs and I still can't pay my rent. Oh, yeah. Grim. Rob, I need to talk about pork barreling as well. Just quickly. Let's, Sure. Just I'm quickly, always happy to talk just about rattle, Just rattle through it. You know, a bit of da-da-da-da. Because there's $16 billion hidden in the mid-year economic financial outlook, whatever, MIFO, uh, that the coalition released that is secret. They're not going to say what it's for until basically the election happens in February or March next year or whatever. And it just made me realize after the year of sports pork, sports rorts, car park rorts, Gladys at ICAC being like, yeah, I just gave... Daryl millions of dollars because he asked for it for his electorate and it was marginal at the time. Pork barreling is just, it's the mainstream. It's the mainstay. Apparently everyone does it and apparently that's fine. It seems to be broadly accepted now as well. Um, I think in years gone past, you would have seen some resignations over this and you can argue Gladys, but uh, I don't know. Not really for that reason. Not really for that reason. And we see, you know, John Pork Barrelara was the exact same, uh, in the exact same situation. Uh, and it's clearly become just rife in all politics in Australia, uh, as shown by a report done by uh, Katina Curtis and Shane Wright, who from the Nine newspapers, who spent two months compiling uh, data and, and shit on government wow. grants. Data and shit. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So they did. Uh, they looked at nineteen thousand grants just over, and they found overwhelmingly. Um, Grants favoured coalition-held seats. Coalition-held seats often got three times as much um, money uh, in three financial years compared to Labor, with $1.9 billion compared to $330 million. So, yeah, pretty normal stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just legit pork barrelling. Like, and, of course, remember, pork barrelling, for those of us who don't know, is just when you, when you redirect public money to your own electorate as a politician to entice your electorate to vote you back in. Yeah. And you'll often see gain. it yeah, for political gain. And not necessarily as, you know, the best appropriation of the money as it should be for the country. Uh, and you see it often in marginal seats as well, Rob. Yeah. And that was that was the big thing for sports rorts and car park rorts is that it all went to mostly coalition held marginal seats. 
because and, and it's very difficult to to see to not see how that's just blatant pork barreling, right? It's it's this thing that we've made it we've ca- called it pork barreling because we think it shouldn't be allowed. It's bad. Yeah, it's well, it's bad, right? But um, I think this is just breeding apathy, really. People aren't getting angry about this anymore. People are just like, yeah, this is what politicians do. They're scumbags. I know, I know, and like. I, I interesting turn in the media as well because I was listening to just listening to Simon Birmingham being interviewed and he's been asked stuff like this and he's like yeah look I think um it's a good point but we need to remember we got to let local MPs uh, get out there and advocate for funding for the local communities I think it's really important I'm like I mean yeah but also the money should just be spent the best way it can be spent nationally right yeah exactly. we're a fucking country we're not tiny communities yeah it's clearly very like it's just corrupt. At, at the heart of it, it's it just is absolutely corruption. yeah. It's 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 using public office to ensure that you can retain power. Yeah, to carry over into your next public office. No, that sounds good when you put it like that. Actually, <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, bizarre. The only the only positive I see out of this, Rob, is that it just points to absolutely one hundred percent why we need an federal anti-corruption. ICAC. Yeah, federal ICAC, federal anti-corruption commission. Um, Which and I think I think one of the major parties is proposing bringing that in. Uh, Which one was that again? Can't remember. Maybe it's this SCOMO <laughs> bloke I've been <laughs> No, it's not. Um, and yeah, it makes me mad, even madder, Rob, that the coalition and the Attorney General continue to just say, oh, no, we don't need an anti-corruption commission, when they promised they would deliver one before this election and they didn't do that. No, they didn't. And they offered one that was literally a joke and they didn't even try and legislate that. Good to know, Nick. So finally, mate, while we're talking about, um, you know, pork barreling, let's talk about our naughty and nice list and what presents are world leaders going to get this year? Uh, yeah, let's conclude with a nice little rosy topic, Rob. Yeah, um, bit of fun, bit, bit of, you know. Bit of fun, bit of jovialness. giggles. Because it's been a sad year for the podcast. Not, not, not specifically for the podcast, for the world though. And, you know, us covering the world on the podcast. Yeah. A lot of bad shit, but let's uh, try and make everything a bit nicer. So... Let's start with Jeff Biden or Joe Biden. Um, yeah. One of our good friends of the podcast. That was a nice story this year, him ascending the presidency. Has yeah, he been naughty like or has he been 5, nice? 5,000 years. Uh, yeah, he's been all right. I <laughs> feel like he's one of those He's one of those kids that, you know, I think Santa's bar's a lot lower nowadays. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't bring coal as often as he used to. Santa has been affected by the apathy as well, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, and look... He's had his bad moments, Joe Biden. You know the kind of the he's pretty, a bit of a goofball still. Huh? Yeah, the pretty poor moments on the campaign trail of him like talking about like oh that fucking clip of like him talking about the kids like touching his legs. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. Um, yeah, real senile, few grandpa moments. Yeah, as well. But look, he's delivered quite a progressive agenda and yeah. amazed a lot of people. Even though he's had some bad. He's, he's had a bad stop recently with this Joe Manchin guy. So that's why, Rob, I'm declaring that he should go on the nice list and as a present to him, we need a real-life tiger um, because maybe he can use that to appease Joe Manchin, a.k.a. Joe Exotic, uh, into voting for his new bill. Yeah, I was in- intrigued by that one. Move on. <laughs> so what about the man that uh, lost the election earlier or late last year and gave up power... Uh, at the start of this year Start of this year And the, with the capital right Let's not forget that was this year in January Yeah I forgot that was this year Yeah um, Remember the bushfires? Yeah <laughs> uh, What do you think Rob? 
for the Don Man. Uh, yeah, naughty because nearly try to coup America. I yeah, we generally do. <laughs> we don't consider that very cool. Yeah, I'm um, not a big fan of coup. Overturning. Coup the game? Okay, yeah, sure. great game. Not as cool as a real life concept. Yeah, espionage in real life. Uh, yeah, trying to coup one of the world's oldest democracies, not very epic. Um, so that's why... Democracies. Yeah, that's why I'm choosing to give the Don Man a beer. Because as we know, he's never drunk in his life. And hopefully that'll mellow him out. Mellow him out or kill him. One of the two. One of the two. We'll take either. Um, next, <laughs> Rob Scomo. Yeah, as as written now, uh, no, it's exactly like that Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously not good. He's not been very no- nice. Naughty. See last topic. Yeah. See entire year's worth of podcasts. Um, the vaccine stroll out, turned panic sprint out. Pisses me off a lot. I think he deserves some parliamentary coal, maybe, Rob. This is Carl. And we'll give it to him. Yeah. Cause and when we give it to him, we'll say, this is Carl. Obviously, he doesn't Don't have be a- afraid of it. <laughs> he doesn't have a backbone to support a real climate policy. Um, so maybe we'll just re-gift him that parliamentary coal he wants flouted in parliament. Yeah. What about Albo, Rob? The DJ. <laughs> also, another one of those kids, has he said anything all year? No, yeah. Do we he's, know anything about he's him? He's playing a small target policy with Santa, yeah. which is honestly it's a, great, a great strategic move. If any naughty kids out there, just play a small target from here yeah. on out. Um, that's, how, that's how you get Santa on the good side. Yeah, look, honestly, he's. I reckon he's just above the bar. Like yeah. Just above the bar here. Well, yeah, he's done a few things that are broadly good. Yeah, I mean, he's towing the line. I think he's like he's trying to bank credit for next year, isn't he? Like he's trying to he's trying to borrow credit from next year, really, because that's when he's planning to do all his a- ambitious shit after he maybe wins. Yeah, fingers crossed, hey. Um, but he does have to play the small target. Um, but in recognition of that, Rob, I think for Christmas this year he deserves a uh, personality, personality, and maybe a few more records. Yeah, to try and help him win the election and for his DJing career. Um, Christian Porter, ah, oh, fucking one of the one of the menaces of the podcast, one of the villains of the podcast. Really, yeah. if you look out the whole year, uh, just he's just got a permanent, uh, you know, record on the naughty list now. Yeah, I think he's he's That's really he on, the, on the blacklist. If yeah. you turn over the naughty list, it's dudes who will never end up on uh, off the list. Really, yeah, um, agreed. Well, I wonder him. what he's doing. I wonder who he's spending Christmas with because he's he's divorced. I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, who cares? Yeah, who fuck cares? Um, yep. Fuck you. Um, no, no presents. I think. All right. Robert says no presents. Get ba- fucked. Barnaby Joyce. Barnaby, uh, naughty climate denialist, <laughs> leader of the most broken Man- party in all of politics Man- in the world. Managed to get fucking somehow become national leader again. Yeah. Somehow, you know, did a twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah. Fuck off. And caught COVID. I mean, he's been busy, Rob. You can't say he hasn't. He's been. Not doing anything. Been very busy, man. He's just unfortunately doing all the wrong things. So yeah, and also you know he's doing a few naughty things in the bedroom as well. <laughs> and he which has is been. why for Christmas <laughs> we'll get him some contraception. And I think yeah, a couple of condoms. That's probably a good public health measure by us. I think that's yeah for exactly ev- for everyone's benefit. For everyone's yeah. No, who knows what STDs he has? Borealis Johnson rub named after the Greek god. Uh. Yeah, okay. naughty. naughty. See what we talked about um, earlier this episode, I think, right? Doesn't want to follow any of his own COVID rules. Yeah, hates following COVID rules. He loves making rules and then not following them. Yeah, flip-flops which... on his policies about COVID. Probably the second worst manager of COVID in the world, apart from Pretty Donald bad. Trump. Almost died to it. That was earlier this year, yeah. wasn't it? Um, so it's been a rough year for him, but he clearly didn't 
take heart from his experience, I don't think. I think he was in hospital, uh, was almost dying, named his newborn kid after the nurse in the NHS who took care of him and then proceeded to defund the NHS. Classic. Um, which is not something anyone with a brain would do. Hey, thanks for your help, but uh, you're fired. You're defunded. Um, so maybe for for Christmas, I'm going to give him a haircut because let's be honest, his fucking hair pisses, pisses everyone off. He needs a comb or some shit or maybe just shave it all off. I mean, he needs a new look at the very um, least. Cause gee, have we ever had like a proper uh, like just skinhead uh, leader of the world? Um, I don't know. Yeah, because people will probably love a guy with hair, right? Yeah, like a nice... Uh, well-maintained yeah, for frolic sure. of some sort. Um, I mean, Howard was getting there, but he had like the monk haircut. Yeah, Howard had the the George Costanza at yeah. the back and sides. Yeah, which looks awful. Um, yeah, I want to see like a, a PM like a Walter a world White leader who haircut. just shaves it. Yeah. Well, yeah. even like he just grows his hair, but you reckon it looks better short. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see. Who knows, Rob? I mean, look, Boris Johnson might be on the way. He's very looking very bad. He could resign. Yeah, in the next little maybe while. that's Who how knows? he brings back his popularity. Just gets a haircut. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll throw him a bone. All right. Uh, last uh, person uh, on Santa's list, Jacinda Ardern. I mean, the leader everyone wants, but no one deserves. Yeah, she's lovely. Uh, nice. She's fantastic. Does yeah. it all right. I mean, to be fair, what has happened in New Zealand this year? Not much. Nothing. Yeah, nothing really. So, And with politics, often no news is good news. Yeah, I mean, true. I hear they're dealing with a bad housing housing crisis because yeah. apparently their houses are more expensive than ours, which is crazy. That is crazy to me. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, when you're governing a country that's basically slightly better than Tasmania, it's not can't be that hard, can it? Can't be that difficult. No. Uh, and like all New Zealanders, the thing that she really wants for Christmas is to be an Australian. So we'll so get her an we're Australian happy to citizen. Give it, I think she's earned it, Rob. We'll give her an Australian <laughs> citizen. If she wants to come run the country as well, I'd, I'd be oh, I'd open to love that. that. I would actually be for sure open to that because, um, I mean, the guys we have here, let's be honest, they're fucking... Yeah. And we don't have that stupid US rule where you have to be born in the US to or Australia to be Prime Minister. There you go. So Jacinda, we'd love to have you. Fun fact. Tony Abbott, born in the UK. Yeah. And a few other PMs from like the 1920s. A a lot of them. Gillard, born in the UK. Oh, didn't know that. There you go, Rob. That's my gift, Christmas gift to you. Thanks, mate. And my Christmas gift to you will be to tell you our socials, mate. Because I don't think you've ever learnt them, right? At Unrepresentative Swill on Facebook, Instagram and, and YouTube. Well, nearly. And at Swill Podcast on Twitter. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We truly hope you have a great holidays. Yeah. We will be back next week, though. No rest for the wicked over here. No, no so rest for the wicked. we'll have one more episode. Fuck knows what we'll talk about. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you uh, just before the new year. <laughs> <laughs>